Will Donald Trump testing positive for COVID-19 help or hurt his 2020 election chances? And why? Why are some famous people now saying that he is faking it? As he is on his way right now to Walter Reed. Hey, why is an American who happens to be black definitely voting MAGA? And does he get called names for his position? Plus also, who is the city council candidate preaching morrow for tomorrow? And in today's local news Mad Libs, how are you going to rewrite the story about the Tennessee nudists fighting a fire? These questions and so much more will get answered today on the Joe Padilla Show. Absolutely. Woo! He doesn't wonder what it's like on the ground in Afghanistan. He's been there, serving our country and defending Lady Liberty. Absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's Conversation. <laughs> What's going on? My name's Joe, Joe Padula, host of this show. And this former soldier with the 2nd Brigade Combat Team Strike. 101st Airborne Division Air Assault is ready. I'm ready for some real talk. I'm ready for some real facts. I am ready for your real opinions. And I'm definitely ready to party with a purpose. Absolutely. Hey, don't forget to uh, click like. Don't forget to share. Type in those comments. Boop, 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 boop. Send, return, whatever it is on your phone. And yeah, let's spread the word. Some real conversations going down. Especially today on a Friday. Friday. Interested how today's gonna go, Bay. You know why? Why is that? Because it's all dudes on microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We got no estrogen balancing it out. Well. Maybe we could change that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. What's up, Eric? Here, right into that microphone, Sarah. Right. How you doing, Joe? Oh, you got such a good voice. It's sexy. Anyone ever tell you you have a sexy voice? Uh, never. Okay. <laughs> not even, not even your wife. You have a sexy voice. There you go. There you go. Brad Morrow, how are you, brother? All right. I'm doing great, Joe. Look, Thanks. look at that. He, he's, he, <laughs> see that? that sexy. Oh man, but uh, all right. Uh, let's go right into it. And hey, uh, those on the iHeartRadio, uh, thanks for listening. If you want to see anything that we're seeing, just go to the Joe Padilla Show Facebook page. Click like, boom. Scroll down. There it is. We got the live video up and running. And I'll do my best to uh, to monitor the comments. We got no intern Shane today. He took the week off because it was raining a lot. <laughs> Kid doesn't like driving in the rain. I don't know what it is. How old is he been? 23. Yeah. Hurry up, intern Shane. We miss you. We miss you, brother. All right. Well, uh, let's get right into this one. Boom. Mm-hmm. President Donald Trump, First Lady Melania Trump, test positive for coronavirus. Tuesday, we saw him at the debates. Whatever you want to call those things that happened on Tuesday. But, uh, but yeah, shortly after uh, midnight, he and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for the coronavirus. Donald Trump tweeted. I get indications. My phone goes off ping whenever he tweets. Two o'clock in the morning, I'm waking up. I go, Donald, what now? Is everything all right? <laughs> he tweeted this. Tonight at FLOTUS, 
That's uh, First Lady of the United States, Flotus, Melania Padula. I'm Trump. <laughs> Tonight at Flotus, and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. All caps together. So that was, uh, yeah, that was 11.54 p.m. Okay, so, yesterday. So, nonetheless, all right, the uh, the president said that uh, they will be doing that. So, uh, Melania Trump also tweeted, uh, as too many Americans uh, have done this year, at POTUS and I are quarantining at home after testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, I won't do a Melania impression. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, we are feeling good. I have uh, postponed all upcoming engagements. Please be sure you are staying safe, and we will uh, all get through this together. Well, just now, another one pops up. White House. They put out this statement. Trump to travel to military hospital after COVID-19. Okay? This just breaking. So the White House says that President Donald Trump will spend a few days at a military hospital on the advice of his physician after contracting COVID-19. So Trump, he's to uh, depart the White House by helicopter, all right, earlier this evening for Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. The White House says that the visit is a precautionary and that Trump will work from the hospital's presidential suite. Oh, they got a presidential suite there. (laughs) I got I to gotta go visit there, which is equipped to allow him to continue his official duties. Imagine sharing a room with Trump in the hospital. I would love that. I doubt he's going to have any roommates, man. Oh, my God, Bay. This gurney is the best. Look at this gown. Look at the Look, even my butt looks great in this gown. Frankly. I think this is the best gurney ever. Nurse. We're going to do this bigly. Nurse. Imagine Trump walking around with the IV on the wheels. Excuse me. Where's the vending machine? So uh, before the announcement of his departure to the military hospital, uh, Press Secretary uh, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee McKinney. McInerney? uh, Padula. Last name Padula. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, McEnany. All right. Uh, she released a state. She's married, though, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if she would visit me in the hospital. <laughs> she released a statement from the uh, president's physician, uh, Sh- uh, Sean Conley, uh, Conley there, uh, announcing that the president was, uh, was fatigued and received an anti- uh, antibody cocktail. Speaking of which, let me. Here's my antibody cocktail. If anyone's asking, it's just. Um, it's my urine test. This is my urine test from earlier. You passed. Mm-hmm. Flying colors. So, all right, with all of this, my first question, and uh, comment below, you know, type it in, do what you got to do. Uh, will this help or hurt President Donald Trump overall? Bay, you're up first. What do you think? I have no idea. You have no idea. Mm-mm. Now, somebody gets sick. This guy's still able to do his job, obviously. Uh, your first reaction when you heard he got COVID-19? No. What was it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, it wasn't uh, because uh, I, I, all of a sudden on Twitter, you know, you have people, you know, you know, good, he deserves it, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. What do you have to say about those people? 
No, he's, he's shaking his head no. <laughs> Brad, okay. Uh, this information, uh, do you think this will help or hurt him in the election of 2020? Yeah, gosh, let's see. Uh, he's going to be locked up in a hospital room. Here, get closer to that mic. He's, he's going to be locked up in a hospital room. Right. He's still going to have access to his phone and Twitter. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be out on the campaign trail holding events, rallies, shaking hands. He's not going to be giving speeches. He's not, oh gosh, is this going to impact the next debate? Oh, there's there's a possibility for us because the debate is uh, is fifteenth uh, yeah next uh, next Thursday I'm, I'm sorry uh, two Thursdays from now okay so he might be done by then fourteen days right ten Basically, days ten days yeah okay, so he might be done by then it was fourteen I, now it's like ten days I think uh, I don't know man I'd, I'd probably go with uh, it's gonna help him nah nah I got to go with overall it's gonna hurt because he needs to be out there pulling in rallies getting people. You know, motivated, energized in the in the crowds in the stadiums. What if he holds um, rallies in Walter Reed? Now that would be badass. I like, can see real. him. Do okay, that. do that thing. <laughs> going, going room to room. So I've right. been to Walter Reed, right? Uh huh. Um, I was stationed at Fort Belvoir for a while, right outside of D.C. And I had uh, <laughs> I had to get prosthetics for my feet. Right? Okay. I had I, my feet got torn up, plantar uh-huh. fasciitis or whatever. So right. I go up to Walter Reed where they had the orthotics lab where they create the the laser cut things for your feet amazing i walked into this room right and the room is full of these soldiers that are getting fitted for their prosthetics right they're missing legs and arms and feet and stuff like that and there's this young guy i was maybe 26 and at the time and he was probably uh maybe 20 21 and he's out in the hallway with a looked like maybe a nurse or something and he's bouncing around on his prosthetic leg and he's like, man, look at this thing. This is badass. Like you can adjust the tension in the spring and, and you can hop like it's uh-huh. softer or harder I'm in there getting fitted for some boot inserts to go in my foot. Yeah. And these guys are getting their legs and arms put together. Right. right isn't like, it amazing? Like, man, I, I need to go home. Like, I'm not worthy. Right. Not just, worthy. Let me just, We're not worthy. Yeah. Let me just back out of here. You guys handle business. I yeah, love it. I'll be back later. Walter Reed. So, yeah, that's Walter Reed. Hell of a facility, like, huh? It is. It is. That's where the that's where the rubber meets the road with military medicine. Right. It really is. So. Eric. All right. Will, uh, this, hurt, will this hurt or help Trump? Help. Help? How so? So uh, those on the left see him as this uh, over-the-top caricature. Okay. They dislike him on every level. Uh-huh. Uh, there are those that are going to wish him dead. I saw that. There are those that are going to hope that he doesn't, uh, that he suffers. Right. And then there are those that are going to have a seminal moment where he will become uh, human to them. He'll get the sympathetic vote from some of them. And so some of the, you know, the more vitriolic comments that you normally hear from the left will be toned down because those that continue to make them will look bad. I saw a little uh, uh, indicator of where the left is going from the, you know, the top tier political uh, hacks on the left. They've toned them down. Why? Because they know it looks bad. Even old uh, Dementia Joe, you know, someone the Dementia Joe reminded him that you should probably say, even though it's a lie, mm-hmm. that uh, you're praying for the president and his wife. Even though uh, I'm pretty sure he prays to Ball or Molek or somebody like that. Molek. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll have to follow him on Twitter. Actually, uh, that's actually what Black Lives Matter stands for. You know, it's Ball. You know, Lucifer and Molech. Oh my God! Yeah. Didn't they just have a supporter that came out and said she was she became a Satanist? Oh, recently. absolutely. Um, she she hated Trump so much she became a Satanist. Uh, actually, uh, when you have ideology like that, 
uh, you're already there. You just didn't know there was a name already there yeah. for it. So now, uh, uh, Pence, Pence, and uh, the uh, the second lady. Okay, yes, uh, doing great. Uh, they got tested, upon, uh, not negative. Uh, Biden just got tested. Do you know the results? Still dumb. <laughs> well, okay, all right. Uh, negative, negative for COVID nineteen and intelligence. Okay, <laughs> and uh, then on top of it, now you have some people saying it's possible Trump is lying about having COVID nineteen to gain sympathy. Well, well, then why wait? He could have done it a long time ago. And the, not only that, but look look around at the White House. Every time something happens that somebody could uh, leak. To, to his disadvantage, they leak it. There's no way you could keep something like that a secret. If he's faking it, there'd have to be so many people in on it that there's no way that wouldn't come out. Director and uh, Joe Biden supporter, Michael Moore, <laughs> has floated the theory that President Trump could be lying about having COVID-19 to prepare us and uh, counter uh, counteract his game and gain sympathy ahead of presidential election. Here's what he uh, here's what he, he he said there. Okay, Democrats, liberals, the media, and others have always been wrong to simply treat him as a buffoon and a dummy and a jackass. Yes, he is all of those things, but he is also canny. He's clever. He outfoxed Comey. He outfoxed Mueller. He outfoxed twenty Republicans in the GOP primary. And then did the same to the Democrats, winning the White House despite receiving fewer votes than his opponent. Well, Electoral College, Michael, come on now. It's there for a reason. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what uh, Michael Moore posted out there. Do, so, uh, Do these guys realize that they can't just string words together? Uh, that the words need to follow. They need to be sequitur. They need to make sense. How can he say in the opening of that, he said, what, he's a dummy? Mm-hmm. An idiot. Mm-hmm. All, all these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically alluding to low intelligence, retarded. Right. Whatever words you want to from back in the day or whatever. And then in the very next few words, he calls him clever, canny. I'm sorry. You can't be both. You can't be a dummy and be clever. You can't be canny and be an idiot. They're, those are mutually exclusive kinds of things. I understand, yeah. you know. My father would always say to me, don't be stupid, you're moron, you know? <laughs> now, there is a difference between being stupid and being an ignorant. That's being right. Ignorant, you know? but now, here's the thing, too, okay? Just string words together. Just blah, 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 blah. You take a look at some of the, uh, the approval polls of some of the other leaders out there that got it, okay? UK, Boris, boom. He gets it. Approval skyrockets. Uh, the leader out of Brazil... Gets a tested positive for COVID nineteen. Boom, his approval upticks. Has anybody correlated why? Is it because people think they're on the front lines once they get it, or you know, oh, they're one of us kind of thing? How does that work? Okay, let's. You also named two uh, world leaders that are very Trump esque in mm-hmm. uh, their very much so, very uh, much so. They're popular because I mean the Brazilian Trump, you know, Bolsonaro, yeah, uh, has. Uh, really galvanize his population considering I mean they have some very serious problems there and they needed a strong leader this country has very very serious problems and we needed you know in a classic anthropology term a strong man scenario look at look at uh, Putin he's not a very likable person from the standpoint he might kill you but he's a strong leader because he's actually delivering what his people is asking for and what we're seeing is this man is delivering 
following this COVID thing, his numbers are going to go up because he's going to continue to give the people what they need. The security. You're right. Okay. Law, law, and, law, law and order. Right. Um, Tuesday was a debates. You guys watched it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Did stuck, he look sick? I stuck the whole. No. Did he sound sick? No. He, Not at all. He, he looked perturbed. He looked frustrated because no one wants to sit there and be called a racist and a liar and well, you just keep having things thrown and you're not allowed or able within that debate platform to challenge someone uh, who just called you something that, because it stops the debate completely. You know, if I call this man a racist, now he's got to actually get an argument together mm. to counter what I just called him. And I, prov- and I produced no proof whatsoever. Okay. You just say it. Uh, Eric, do you denounce the Proud Boys? Hell no. Me neither. Rock on, boys. They're not white supremacists. No, they're not. They're They're, the guys that are actually going to kick Antifa into twigs and berries. Their leader is uh, African and Cuban. Uh, Actually, he's not the leader, but he's one of the... The director. He's one of... Right. No, McGinnis is out of it now. He's a... Yeah, he... he, Uh, And Gavin McGinnis... Yeah. ...is a troublesome figure from the standpoint that, I mean... He's not a racist, though. I listen. I listen yeah. to what he says. I, I watch the shows that he goes on. Yeah, I'm not saying he is. Yeah. I'm saying he is problematic for an organization that wants to distance themselves from some of his former mm. colleagues and statements. Right? Look, let's be honest. If I was a black guy, if it was a black guy who said some of the things that other people who are white say, you instantly they instantly get labeled racist. You know. The comedy world is a great example of that. You'll have black comedians that'll get up and they'll say certain things, and they can be very edgy and take it all the way up to the line. Mm-hmm. And it's almost not even funny after a certain point. But yet, the crowd doesn't want to seem like the, you know they're not cool, so they well, laugh along with it. Well, I want to I want to dig in deep in our next segment with you when, when uh, we're, we're going to focus on uh, uh, on you and wh- why, as a black dude, that you're uh, you're voting for Trump when when. I keep reading that Trump's a racist. He he's, uh, does nothing for the black community. It was even a topic on the debate. Okay, it was was race. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, but yeah, as for uh, Trump getting COVID, okay, will it help or hurt? In my opinion, hmm. Pence is going to be the president. Oh, you think help or hurt is? Uh moot point because it's going to come nah, out of that. Huh? Let me tell you, it, it, it's going to be, this is a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. It is. Just like uh, with, uh, with with UK and Brazil, you know, and it, it's very interesting because I look at it like this, you know, uh, when I have people and acquaintances and people that I like or dislike, and when I find out, oh, they tested positive for COVID, you know, my reaction was, man, hey, you okay? You, you all right? What do you need? You know, let, let me know I can help. It, it, it's. I find it appalling to to see people not have that reaction, especially when you read Twitter and you know, oh, good. I I hope he hope he dies a slow down. I'm like, wow, damn. At the very least, like, where's the basic humanity? Like, like, damn, blue check verify Twitter user. Damn, unreal, unreal. Even when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away. Trump's very first comments when he yeah, into exited, that mic, Eric. Oh, when he when, when Trump when the president exited the plane, a reporter informed yeah. him mm-hmm. that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed. You instantly saw a man oh. say very nice things about. Him. He I, didn't say anything. He didn't right. go political anything. Right. 
that she had actually served the country very well. Right. Strong woman, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so there's this basic human empathy that should be applied, particularly if you were a, or a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to do those things. And, and he did it. Whether it's staged or not, I could care less. You know, he said the right thing. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, let's let, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Uh, Melania, if you, if you need smooches, I don't, I'm, I'm not scared. I got a I got a hell of a uh, hell of a immune system, Melania. <laughs> Tell you, I'll tuck you in at night. I got no problem. Is she staying there too, or or is she staying in the White House? I mean, if he does White House, I think good. If he's oh, perfect. Okay, so he's at Walter Reed. She's gonna be the White House. Two words, Joe. Uh, what what's yeah. Secret Service? Come, come back. Secret Service. Service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That could be it. Operation Secret Service. Melania, let's do this. Okay. Frankly, Joe, I think that's the worst idea you've ever had. No, no, no. Donald, I'm doing it for you, Donald. I'm going to keep her happy while you're recovering. Oh. <laughs> Pop out a kid. If I can get her pregnant. Oh, my goodness. With, with consent. I got to get a kid soon. <laughs> Well, there's all kinds of kids out there that need great loving homes, Joe. There's adoption. It does work. Just don't adopt I a black know. kid or you'll be called a racist, uh, he, he, especially uh, uh, if they come from Haiti. But especially if I'm running for Supreme Court, right? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. Mm. I wonder if my parents would accept an adopted child. I know they would be like, oh, it's the same. But deep down inside, if I didn't pass on the seed... The gene. The gene. Yeah. Yeah. I am the last remaining male Padula. <laughs> I have three daughters and no sons. Okay. Don't cry me a river. That's no pressure, right? <laughs> My sisters, they have kids, but their those kids' last names are not Padula. Yeah, I know exactly what's up, bro. <laughs> Dad. You had three girls and one man. Should add to. It's the fifty percent rule. What's the fifty percent rule? Fifty uh, percent of anything can go bad. Always double up. Ammo, guns, good neighbors, protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that probably why you don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah. Clean so. as a whistle. <laughs> yeah. and, and kids, the fifty percent rule. Yeah. I gotta get a kid though. Here's my problem. Are we going to go into dating stuff now that we're all just dudes here? No. <laughs> well. If you feel the need to talk about it. Get it off your chest, Joe. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're going to have to enter the conversation. We need a female voice on this. Okay, okay good. Yeah, have a seat next to Bay. Have a seat next to Bay. And remember, there's Anna. no crying in radio. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what. When we get back. We're going to talk relationships. Mm. And also, yes, I need to talk to Eric because I'll tell you, Eric, I'm very interested in your story because you got a situation, right, where, uh, you know, you're a, you're a black dude. Last time I checked. I've been told Trump's a racist by plenty of people. Yep. Even had, uh, remember the phone call where the, where the girl hung up on yeah. me? Remember her? Mm-hmm. And she cursed right before she hung up too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why? Why? 
would you vote for someone that's being called a racist? Because I've never been a Democrat. Oh, well, hold that story, all right? Because uh, Eric Cornelius, uh, you're next on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Salutations. This is Casey Bryant with Local Clarksville. Don't forget to download our app to find local places to eat, shop, and play. You're listening to the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Water dogs. Water dog scuba and safety. There's a whole world to discover underwater, and at Water Dog Scuba and Safety, they're here to help you explore it. Veteran and locally owned, and whether you're already an expert diver or beginner seeking adventure, Water Dogs offers private and scheduled dive trainings for all ages. Get those kids, but no dogs. Go check out their Facebook page. Look at their underwater videos. 681 North Spring Street, downtown Clarksville. Go say hello to Rich and Cecil and the team at Water Dog Scuba and Safety. Hey, this is Teresa Jarvis, mayor of Oak Grove. And Oak Grove loves Joe Padula. But Joe, come on now. Enough with the Cat West jokes. Absolutely. Why is an American who happens to be black definitely voting MAGA? And does he get called names? Spit on. Even, I don't know, discriminated for his position. Eric Cornelius is now on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Hey, make sure to uh, subscribe, click like, leave your comments, and definitely help us out and share this video now. Spread the word. Not the virus. <laughs> What's up, Eric? How you doing, brother? Good, good. Boom. You look good, man. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. Well, uh, you, you're a very well-spoken person. And for some reason, uh, you know, and I hear what they say. Oh, Trump's a racist. Uh, he's a sexist. He's, uh, he's this. He's that. All right. So uh, Why? Why, as a as, as a black dude, do you say that he's not? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I, you know, there's so much meat on the bone on this topic. You know, it's really kind of hard to parse it. But let's start with Trump, uh, you know, the racist. There's no evidence. So you're telling me that <clears throat> anybody that says something that you disagree with makes them a racist, or is it only that if you say something against black people that makes them a racist? Well, what about uh, the the first claim that is made that he's a racist when uh, some of the buildings that he owned about evicting black people from his buildings in New York? Yeah, I have no, uh, I don't know anything about that. I'm not one. I'm not from New York. All right. You know, two. Um, Everybody who has known Trump over the last 30-some-odd years, uh, who's worked with him, he's done so many projects with people. Who has come forward and said, oh, while I was working with him, he did this? Yeah, right. I've, heard, I've heard a bunch of those stories. I've also seen the pictures of uh, Jesse Jackson, Al yeah. Sharpton. Uh, no, I'm saying who's come back but, and said something negative that, oh, yeah, working with Trump was, was horrible. No, rappers. Uh, other business magnets, moguls, all that kind of stuff. So now all of a sudden, kind of like the Kavanaugh thing, 40 years later, all of a sudden, you know, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. This is pretty simple. Yeah. You know it. Everybody in this room knows it. He he ran as a Democrat against the next heir apparent. I mean, he ran against a Democrat, uh-huh. Hillary Clinton. All right. Trump was a Democrat. He was. You can't do business in New York if you're not a Democrat. Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's you a good point. You can't build anything. All 
right? Because if you're going to go ahead and, you know, grease the palms of everybody in line, you know, to build something, that's the process, you know? That's New York. Is building a wall racist? Uh, no. How, how, how not? Well, Emperor Hadrian built the wall to keep the, bar, you know, to keep the uh, uh, barbarians uh, on the other side in, in uh, Britain. Uh, Calling them barbarians, is that racist? Um, if you act like a barbarian, you get called one. If you look like a monkey, I'm going to call you a monkey. I don't give a damn what color you are. Yeah, calling someone a monkey is not racist? Nope. No. No. When you were in the Army, Joe, wasn't everybody called a monkey? Well, not I. I was I was top notch. I thought you were called Cone Boy. Uh, yeah, Cone Boy. That was different, though. Babe, don't bring that up. Don't bring up Cone Boy. Now, look, I, I come from a different culture, though. And so you're, cone you're, boy. You know, you're talking black and white. Right. I, I don't talk black and white. Uh-huh. I talk culture. Uh-huh. I'm an American. I was born in this country. Right. You know, I spent over 20 years in the Army. I've been over 60 countries. You know, I spent a lot of time in group. I spent a lot of time at three-letter agencies, you know. You get to see people, you get to see the world. My dad, 30-year career military, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, all military, you know. So our culture is that of Americans, of all colors. We, you know, I don't care about your color. I care about culture, you know. So if you don't like this country, go away. Well, I mean, if there's things I don't like about the country. Fix it yeah. or go away. Fix it, right, right, right. But you don't get to burn it down in the process. Right. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement, your, your thoughts on this uh, as, you know, uh, as a black dude? Uh, first of all, they do not represent me culturally. Okay. Why? One, they want to destroy the nuclear family. I have children, grandchildren, I'm married. Uh-huh. All right? Why would I want to destroy the nuclear family? Well, they say that's, uh, that, is, that is racism or uh, that... Uh, that, no, that is this a, is what the LGBT community is saying that Black Lives Matter, that organization matters because it it pushes their agenda. Have it got shut down from Facebook yet? <laughs> I don't know. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Um, the squeaky wheel always gets the uh, grease, and that's what's happening. You're seeing people who they have their life, and they, you know, they don't just want to live their lives. You know, they must make you conform to their idea of their life. You know, uh, you're a guy, uh, you're six foot three and you're wearing a dress and you want people to call you ma'am. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I won't live in your delusion. Are you talking about RuPaul? Uh, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, you remember the guy that was in the grocery store, you know, saying it's ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm video. sorry. You can live your life the way you want, but you cannot make me a party to your insanity. What do you make of all the, these in, in New York? Uh, you, you got a happening way too often. These uh, these black dudes just going up to random white people, punching them, especially older ones, and knocking them out. That's not L- new. The latest one is Rick Moranis. Did you see this? No. Yeah, the actor. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Uh, they've been happened yesterday. They've been doing that since before World Star. World star. Oh, yeah. world star hip hop. Yeah, Bay, Bay's right. This has been going on for yeah. a long time. That, that was wow. a trend, like walking up behind him and clocking yeah, him. It was the called the, the knockout game. Yeah. The knockout game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you had was feral packs of young boys. I guarantee you, not, not a father in the home. And so you're going to get this sort of aberrant behavior. And it's becoming more and more mainstream. You think you would see it in, in the urban centers of America. You're starting to see that behavior at the rural, local level because of the dysfunction and the breakdown of the nuclear family. Why? Why do you think that the promotion of the the single parent? Oh, because the regressive progressives 
of the left uh, deem that, hey, you're a woman. You should be able to do whatever you want. You can. You absolutely can if you're a woman. But you know what? If a child, grew, if a boy grows up in a, in a home, look, I could throw a lot of stats at you about what happens when young boys grow up. For example, 60-some-odd uh, percent of all men in prison grew up in a single-family home. Uh, I think that number is actually higher than that. Uh, drug use, every single category of drug crime happens at a higher level when the boy does not have a father in the home. Why do you think that is? Uh, because it takes iron to sharpen iron. Okay, okay. I, I get that. Like, uh, see, I was very fortunate to uh, be raised by two parents, loving parents, mm-hmm. you know, um, that favored my sisters. But uh, that's that's besides the point. But I can't even imagine if they're as a man, mm-hmm. not having a man to look up to, a man to learn from. But what about and that's, and that's nothing against my that's nothing against my mother. You know, I looked right. up to her for certain other things, you know, uh, more than nurturing. You know, that's why I'm such a nice guy today. Mm-hmm. But look, my, um, you know, I was talking to my daughter earlier, uh, who just recently moved down here. How many kids you got? Four. You three, got four? Three boys, uh, one daughter. Did you make them? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, just asking. Yeah. How'd you make them? <laughs> just the, old, the old fashioned yeah, Joe. way, Joe. <laughs> just trying to learn, that's <laughs> you all. Know. Just trying to learn. Uh-huh. Any pointers there? Uh, yeah. But, uh, but okay. Uh, now, but look, da- what my point was, daughters yeah. need fathers as well. Yes, agreed. You know, because they need to be able to uh, look out into the world and, and say, you know, this man emulates behavior patterns that are like my father's. They don't want to marry their father, but they want to marry a man that has similar traits of a good father, right? Because, look... We live in a dangerous world. We live in a crazy world. You know, unless you're some um, very unrealistic person, um, you're okay with marrying some guy who couldn't fight his way out of a plastic bag. All right. Uh, But you know what that is? That's borderline feminism where you don't even care about any of the realities of the world. You know, you know, I'm a feminist and I can do whatever I want, you know, and men who support feminism. Well, you know what? Uh, go ahead and put your panties on, you know, uh, tell your woman how your mangina feels. Those people are ridiculous, you know, who the, the nuclear family is why this country is in the problem that it is. Look, I support women. I support women, right. you know, but I support women on the Supreme Court, police right. officers in right. every area. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. Our children are becoming the experiment that we don't want talked about realities of the world do you think maybe one of the reasons why we as americans seem to be experiencing this kind of stuff worse than anybody else in the world is because we've got it so good here that these harsh realities of life are actually at arm's length for most of us well like we're we're insulated from a lot of the real issues the real problems that the rest of the world still deals with that's the thing a lot of parents keep their kids shelter like their parents be like telling lies no i don't drink but they go out and drink at the club, but they won't drink in front of the kids. Hmm. And then when the kids grow up and find out, oh, so the whole time you were lying to me. So what else have you been lying to me about? And you get raised on lying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get I, raised to lie. I don't get that. Now, uh, Eric, you're, uh, have you ever been, because, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, you're going for Trump. You don't think he's a racist. Uh, why? What, what do you think? 
he is good for, especially uh, when it comes to, uh, and, and I know what you're saying with the cultures and everything, but the, the, the black vote. Why should Trump get the black vote? I know it's kind of a loaded question, but... Uh, again, I... Look, in a perfect world, he should get it because of performance. We judge people by their performance. Okay. If you can't judge someone by their performance, then you're actually judging them off some weird, nuanced view that you have of them. All right? And that's not fair. If you went into a job interview and you said, hey, these are my accomplishments. They are tangible. They are provable, and they're replicatable because they work. All right? And your employer says, yeah, but do you like vanilla or chocolate ice cream? I mean, who cares? That's unrealistic. These people who dislike Trump, they dislike him because they've been fed the information. You're supposed to dislike him because he's a Republican. He's a conservative. But what has he done for the black community? Hey, you already know the stats, Joe. I'm not going to rattle them off. It's not just that. It's just not what he's done for uh, black Americans. It's what he's done for all of Americans. If you don't bring back the jobs to this country, which he did. Yeah. He brought the jobs back. Prior to COVID. That helped. You close that wall down. Who are you going to stop from coming in? Yeah. Illegal aliens. Right. Who are coming from about 60 odd countries around the world. Right. All right. I worked on the border in 1993. Uh-huh. All right. You saw all sorts of nonsense coming across the border. All right. That was uh, military support to civil authorities. Um, you can't control what's coming through people want to say well we got all these sensors and stuff they didn't work in iraq you had to put a physical border and mm -hmm. somebody there with a gun to shoot somebody in the face if they came across the border in iraq yeah i agree with your fences work i mean uh we, we got them on properties i, I hear you mm -hmm. you know keep people out and and i hear what you're saying it, it, uh, if you get workers that come in that are used to getting paid a dollar an hour okay and they're willing to work for two dollars an hour here and that takes away jobs from americans i i get that part but you'll go eight oh, i'm sorry go ahead no, I, I just want to jump in on that. It's not even that. It's bad for them because when they come over here and they're in that illegal position, they get they're vulnerable. They can be exploited, and they're so worried about getting caught, being export, being deported. Mm -hmm. I about said exported. That was going to be bad. Right. Um, deported, you know, split from their families or whatever. So they're vulnerable to being exploited. They'll do whatever the employer tells them to do. Work extra hours. Don't go home. All of you shack up over here. You know, do what I tell you and take these six pennies and be happy about it. Right. I mean, that puts them in a very vulnerable position. So it's better it's better for everybody if they come in through the border passes and come in legally. Of course, legally, of course. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you don't want to break laws on day one uh, of welcome to the country. I, I get that. Absolutely. Now, Eric, uh, now with your strong stance, obviously you, you lean to the right. You're very conservative. You have, you have core values that, that, that are conservative. Um, have you ever ever gotten crap for it? Have you been called names? Okay. Uh, has, has, has family members maybe even been like, what are you doing? No. Why not? Uh, because most people know how. There are two opinions I care about, and one of them is mine. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm not. I'm not a uh, a person that needs your confirmation for my beliefs. All right. You say that there's a black community. All right. I say there are communities out there. Period. I don't care how they vote. I care how I vote. All right. Do you care about how all Irish or Italian Americans vote? Depends on what bar we're at. <laughs> <laughs> a Sinn Féin bar. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but wow. the bottom okay. line is that I want to see real, tangible movement in all communities. And in particular, the ones that are affected the most. Those tend to be urban communities. Those tend to be black and Latino communities. 
But there's a dirty little secret out there. What's that? Let's not talk about it because if we talk about it, it's kind of like a family secret. We know that Chicago, you know, has all these shootings. We know that they have a crappy mayor. We know that they have bad gun laws. And this is where the El Chapo dope was flowing through into Chicago. It's going to get worse, and we're going to start to see it in other areas. For example, look at Atlanta. They get, got rid of one of their uh, drug task force. All right. Either the feds are going to have to step in, or you're going to see p- people starting moving more and more weight from from Atlanta to Clarksville. Hmm. You're already seeing the effects in Cheatham County and stuff with the cocaine and stuff like that, and other stuff that was coming in, and it was being cut with um, fentanyl. That's why Cheatham County started charging people with homicide. Interesting. All right. And now I got that from you know, post office. Post office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word on the street. Yeah, that's right. our man. That's our man. Word on the street. Post office. Trump got uh, 9% of the uh, of, uh, of the black vote in 2016. And according to Rasmussen, who, uh, who does likely voters when it comes to, uh, when it comes to polling instead mm-hmm. of registered voters, and Rasmussen got it right in 2016 and 2018. And they have Trump uh, likely voting uh, for the black community, likely voting for Trump, 38%. Yeah. There's a great awakening taking place. Do you think so? Yeah. The great awakening uh, happened on an educational level once you were able to... Because, see, there was a generation where you wouldn't have been able to say anything to. You know, diehard Democrat. You know, we're in it to the end. Uh, Yeah, nothing has been done better, but we're just going to stay there, you know, because we were told to. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, The Republican Party was founded for black Americans, all right? It was founded. When the Whig Party was too weak, a group of pastors up in Wisconsin, they prayed and fasted for a week, and you know what they came out and they said, look, this is our answer to the slavery issue in this country. Why are we still talking about an issue that's 150 years old? Because collectively, a lot of people don't want to let it go. It pays too well uh, in the in the grievous industry. Well, who is the party of racism? It's the Democratic Party. How it so? always has been. <laughs> right? It uh, always uh, has it been. It never left after the Civil War. Which is to the left. All right. I mean, and I hear you. The first Democratic president was Andrew Jackson, okay? A trail of tears, okay? A little yeah. little problem against the Indians there, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, the party of slavery, the, mm-hmm. the you know, the South, uh, which was uh, the Democratic South. Jim Crow. You know, the Jim Crow laws, okay? Following, you know, with the segregation, okay? That was the Democrats, right? The KKK created uh, by the Democrats to enforce Jim Crow laws. I, I get that, okay? You know, uh, Woodrow Wilson, Democratic president, first uh, TV uh, movie to, to be played in the White House. What was it? Uh, <laughs> Rise of a Nation. Yeah, right. he, he mm-hmm. also refused to integrate the federal bureaucracy. Right, right. You know, uh, even move forward a little closer to our time, uh, FDR, all right? Uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, I mean, I, I hear uh, internment camps and concentration camps at the border. Well, we had actual concentration camps here in the U.S. in Colorado where Japanese-Americans and Italian-Americans let's, let's were put in. Let's not call them concentration camps. Those were internment camps. And- Internment camps, the absolutely. Internment camps are a little bit different. Absolutely, stuff, you know, right. And um, the but connotations the, are different. But uh, it yeah. was non, nonetheless signed by FDR. You sure, know, right. Sure. You know, a Democrat, and then uh, they, uh, they they want to say, well, LBJ, uh, that's not Spanish for something disgusting, but uh, but uh, Linda Baines Johnson, uh, the the Do Civil Rights Act. Okay, of, of '64. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Well, look, see, that's when it all changed because the Democrats signed it. 
you know, which is a guy who said, uh, quote, unquote, and, you know, they got this, uh, I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for Senate. Right, years. right. Yeah, but, it, you know, in 1951, when Eisenhower was trying to pass the Civil Rights uh, Act and stuff like that, right. he was thwarted at every turn, you know. Yeah. He had weak Republicans and stalwart Democrats, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't going to happen in his watch. Uh, but then... Uh, the the 1960s, you know, look, you got the war in Vietnam in full swing. You've got a counterculture movement taking place in the college campuses across the nation, and you, you know, here is where you saw classic liberalism and modern progressive liberalism split. Yeah. All right. And so, what did actually a little bit before that, but what did classic liberalism become? Conservatism. Hmm. All right. So the progressives of uh, the left, they had their heyday in the 60s. Guess what? The children of today who are listening to these people are their professors, and they were and they were in the '60s, and that was their experimental period, and they couldn't destroy America then, so they're going to do it through the next generation. That's what I keep telling people when they ask me where I stand politically and and why they think that I'm a, like far far to the right. It's like no, I've I've always been pretty much right here. I, I lean right. I'm a, I'm a Republican. I'm to the right, but it's the left has dragged that Overton window so far to the left. Those progressives have yeah. emerged from classic liberalism so far that I haven't moved. I've been here the whole time. But the window shifted, and now all of a sudden I'm way further to the right than they are to the That's left. That's only so an appearance. That's only an appearance because if you think about it. I didn't move. Right. Name me one right-wing terrorist group. Well, they would say, they would say, uh, you're proud boys. Uh, they would be wrong. I know, I, I because yeah, no they're, they're not a terrorist group. And, and they've not been that first of all you must be designated a terrorist group it's mm-hmm. a legal designation all right right and just because you think it it isn't so so for those people that want to call the proud boys uh a terrorist group uh wait your turn it hasn't happened because they've not done anything of a terroristic nature i can't believe uh, biden even brought that up at the debates because uh i mean oh and by the way the southern poverty law center yeah. is not a government institution mm. all right it is a left-leaning organization that is really just a money trap and over the last 30 years what have they done every time they said they say well we're going to collect six hundred thousand dollars just enough so that we can step on the kkk then once they reached 12 million dollars they said we're going to go to 100 million now they're over a billion dollars and they're saying well we'll just kind of keep going so the southern poverty law center makes a lot of money and they designate i don't even know who they are uh do you want to field it uh splc is a you could call them kind of a think tank Okay. They, they call themselves a think tank. Uh-huh. Um, they evaluate laws, policies, regulations. Uh, they've been doing it for the last 20, 25 years, give or take. Uh, it sounds they, like the uh, ACLU a little bit. Kind of. Okay. Uh, they don't do a lot of, as far as I know, they don't do a lot of direct hiring of attorneys to help people out in cases, but they do a lot of evaluation of policies. They write a lot of reports, and they do a lot of endorsements or slamming people. Now, they will uh, sue. They give, they, give, they give scorecards, report cards on politicians and policies and things like that. They'll endorse or they'll say, you know, this person has a long track record of being anti this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they typically fall in on the race baiting kind of stuff, and, and that's, their, that's their wheelhouse. That's what they do. So people use their... Um, you know, kind of their uh, scorecard to to say whether a group is racist or or not. And again, it's the most overused term in America. Last time I checked, there's only one race in this country or in, on this planet, and that's the human race. We vary by shades and differences, but really, most people are tribal 
we're separated by our cultural traits and stuff. You and I both know that the vast majority of people, and, and you as well, if you were in the if you were in the United States Army, that's your tribe. You that's know? right. That's right. That doesn't matter what color. No, we got a tribe. Right. No matter you know, what unit we were with. Right. Right. And you know what? Um, Let Antifa and all those other groups that have terroristic uh, uh, natures, they gonna find out what kind of tribe it really is. Well, if governors would let, uh, you know, uh, the request of uh, military backing uh, to come in, you know, such well, as National uh, Guard. Guess what? What army came in and fixed the British problem? Um, the American citizen. That's right. All right. Everything can't be fixed by the government, not even the That's United right. States military. There are, uh, there are 22 million veterans in this country. That makes it the largest standing army in the world. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the, all, what I'm saying is that we as American citizens, uh, we should be the ones dictating policy by the people that we elect. But what happens? We elect people, and then they get up there, and they don't do what they're supposed to do. Now, I would like to actually use a couple of names in this town, but I'm going to be nice today and not name him. You know. Well, speaking of those names, I'm not going to do it today. Let's let's find out about a, a candidate running for city council ward nine. Ah, there you go, Brad Morrow. That's right. Who is the city council candidate preaching Morrow for tomorrow? I appreciate your uh, your honesty and um, your ability not to hold back. Well, I think you know me well enough, Joe, that I actually don't really care what other people think. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm learning that too. Right on, man. Brad Barrow is next on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Yeah, you. It's me. Your tattoo. We used to do everything together, but now I feel like I don't even know you anymore. I haven't had sunscreen on me all summer, and I'm fading away here, but it's not too late. You can mend our relationship. Take me where we first met, to No Regrets, where we could get Sunbum sunscreen and Ohana tattoo butter and start showing me some love again. All I know is, if you don't take care of me, we are through. And I'm taking half of everything, too. No regrets. None whatsoever. Hey, y'all. This is Shelly Holiday, realtor at REMAX North Star. So feel free to add your comments, and don't forget to share it on your timeline. Bay's my favorite. Absolutely. Joe Bill Show, uh, who is the city council candidate? Preaching Morrow for tomorrow. Well, Brad Morrow, he is uh, now on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Hey, make sure to click like, hit that share button, type in those comments. Yeah, let's do this. Mm -mm -mm -mm. What's up, eh? No, no. Oh, Eric's leaning out of it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's leaning out of the shot. Oh, yeah. There we go. We got him back in. I thought my part was done here. No, Never. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, next, Brad Morrow. Uh, Morrow 4, the number 4, tomorrow.com for more information. But uh, yeah, uh, November 3rd is, is election day. Federal, of course, everyone's tracking. State elections we got going on. But maybe the most important election or at least the most immediate effective election for you is local elections and i think they get overlooked way too much people don't even know who their candidate people don't even know what wards or, or what districts they live in it, it's so true so 
Let's help fix that problem by bringing in the candidates running to represent you, the people of our city. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Morrow joining us. What's up, Brad? Hey, thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. You got Anna? Anna's yeah. here with you. All right. Anna, my better half. What's up, Anna? How are you? All no right. Collusion. No collusion. Good, good. Thanks good, good. We're going to be talking uh, relationship stuff in a little bit because I got, I got to take notes. I got to learn. I got to pop out a kid soon. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> if you pop one out, Joe, then I, uh, I give up everything. <laughs> It'll be I'm a going. millionaire. Yeah. If you pop one out, that's it. I'm oh, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. How you doing? All right, Deborah? Absolutely. But, uh, but okay, here it is. You're running for city council. Right. Okay, why? Why get into politics? I know, right? I keep why asking Why want to do that. this? Why? I keep asking myself the same thing. No, okay. So, for real, like, I retired uh, from the Army in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know that. We used to work together back in, uh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. 2010, 2011. I got my strike uh, sweater yeah, on today. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's when we first ran across each other. It was good times. Now, I retired in 2017, and um, I went back to school. I finished a bachelor's degree, uh, graduated with a 4.0, uh, magna cum laude from oh, uh, from. Pardon me. Yeah, just let me stick the pinky finger out while I take a drink. Um, but uh, that was Austin P GPA, not cumulative, because I had a rough patch early at the University of Kentucky when I was 17, so we won't go into Why, that. What happened? <laughs> Oh, I guess we will. Party go, days? I guess we will go into that. I uh, mean, hey, we all been there. I grew up in a little town, man. I grew up in a, a tiny little town that had less than 8,000 people in it. And I go to University of Kentucky, which to me, Lexington was like the big city, you know. And University of Kentucky, 20,000 students. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. My freshman chemistry class was in an auditorium with like 400 kids and a, a TA uh, from India. It's like a, a fish really out of water, huh? Accent. Oh, man. I didn't know what I was doing. So. I joined a fraternity and my scholarship went down the same drain with the the drink and the toga 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 right 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 pretty much so that was it that was it and uh, I actually moved to Chicago for a year Um, lived uh, lived up kind of on the border of Chicago and Evanston for a little while Uh, did that thing for a while and then uh, came back to my little town and uh, wasn't going anywhere I was about to turn 19 and uh, the recruiter got me so (laughs) what did he say what 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 I went to them yeah to them it was that kind of situation yeah yeah so but hey you got the the guidance and leadership that you were looking for yeah i mean what better place in the military um i was i was one of those kids that really really needed it and i didn't have that uh that internal drive or motivation at the time i didn't have my head on straight and i wasn't going anywhere so i was one of those kids i needed it i got it um i didn't intend to stick around for a career uh came in in uh you know mid 99 um and uh you know 9-11 9-11 happened. I was in Germany, and uh, nobody was getting out at that point. I mean, everybody everybody I knew, everybody I worked with was like, oh, I don't know, I'm signing back up. I'm, I'm going over there. I'm doing something. Right. You know, so that's what we did. Um, they ended up, you know, I got medically retired at 18 and a half years. So that was rough. But um, Now when you get out of the service, what's the plan? Cause I'm, what, I'm done. You know, I, I got medically retired at 18 and a half. But, I mean, you just can't sit there. you got to do something, right? right? Right. So everybody assumes that, you know, you retire and, oh, you're sitting on a pile of money and you just go home to ha. the couch and, and ha. you know, do whatever. <laughs> but ha. I wasn't even 40 years old yet, you know. I was 37, right. I guess, at the time, 38. And uh, it's like, what am I going to do now? i got to have a mission in life. i got to have a job to do. i got to have something important to do. Well, so I'm, I'm already doing the single dad thing. I've had primary custody of all three of my daughters uh for about the last five six years did you make uh, them yourself i did okay i did i made all three of them with the same person okay okay uh, same procedures right same procedures mm-hmm. and, you know wash rinse repeat it works out um 
But uh, yeah, and they're and they're deployment spaced. They're, uh-huh. they're twelve, fourteen, and sixteen. So you know they're perfectly very good deployment spaced. So yeah, but uh, daughters only. You know, so uh, that's how that is. Um, you got to make a boy. Uh, we, we'll talk we, to we, Anna we, about we, that we, in a minute. We may work on that. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll see where that Here? goes. Here? Um, <laughs> Here on the show? Don't get your hopes up. Stop. <laughs> I, I, gonna I see the, you looking around for extra I got, I got to fix the camera angles yeah. if they were going to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, Imagine that live you know, feed. Did the retirement thing, uh, but you're right. I had to look for something to do. So my first thought was, I don't know what the hell to do, so let's go back to school and, you know. That's a good placekeeper. Right? Uh-huh. So I go back to school. I finish up a degree, public management. At uh, uh, Austin, at P. Austin P. State yeah, University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, go Govs. Um, I did uh, public management. So, you know, urban planning, uh, policy, policy effect, policy uh, creation, and distrib- uh, how policies affect uh, your local community, state level. Is that um, where you got, like, your first taste of, like, what politics is for local? Kind of, yeah. I mean, well, it's the first time I've really dug into... Um, I guess the the academic side mm-hmm. of how politics, uh, how the sausage gets made. Um, I I've had you know personal dealings with politics. We all have, whether it's uh, a new you know a raise to your wheel tax, property tax, something like that. And you're like, man, why did this happen? You find out about it in the newspaper, but right. People, it seems like most people have this idea that that even their local politicians are somehow. Uh, a removed separate class of people and they won't interact with them like which regular citizen in Clarksville just picks up the phone or types out an email real quick to communicate with a county commissioner or a city councilman or something like that Um, they they just don't there's just a very small amount of interaction between the public and those elected officials except during campaign season unfortunately right 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 so it's like most people feel like they don't have a voice like they're not connected the only thing they can do is vote and then after that it's on that elected official that's not really how it works at the local level not if you choose to make it work differently uh so i chose to be different about it i chose you know i was in school um i saw you know mark green got elected to congress uh so his state senate seat was up Uh they needed to appoint an interim person for the state senate seat um, and I just on a, on a whim, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm probably not qualified on the professional politics level, but on a character level, values wise, I feel like I could do the job. Um, so I put my name in the hat and I qualified to be one of the 11 people that stood out for, uh, for that nomination for the interim seat for state Senate. State Senate. That's right. Um, and what that gave me was five minutes in front of the County commission to give a speech. Uh huh. Uh, so I was one of 11 people that night back in Jan. I guess it was January 19. Um, I stood up there. I gave a little five-minute thing on, on uh, why I thought I should be the guy. I remember. And I think I got one or two votes uh, after several rounds of, of going through. In no way, shape, or form did I come anywhere close to getting it. Didn't expect to. Uh, the person that they chose to do it, she had uh, she had been down there before. She had been the state senator from here. Right, before. right, right. Um, Very good name recognition. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, not only that, it was an interim position. It was a temporary Temp. gig. It was only going to yep. be like three to five months. That's right. I'd still be figuring out where the bathroom was, mm-hmm. you know, by the time it was over. You know, she she had already been down there. She knew all the levers to pull. She knew who to talk to to get things done. Speaking of which, uh, real quick, uh, bathroom-wise, uh, toilet paper, do you hang it over or do you hang it on there? No, it's over, definitely. So over? I, I used to do the under thing, right? Yeah. But I've got this friend of mine. His name's Andy. Um, and we had this debate in physics class. And he in said, physics, okay. In physics. He okay. said, you're not human if you do it underneath. 
Right? You're, not, you're not human. Not human. That was what he said to me. You're Eric, not you hear human. that? You're not a, you're not a human race, right? Yeah. If, if you go under. If you hang it under. And I said, why? And he said, spiders, bro. And I didn't believe it, right? Swear to sweet baby Jesus. I have the picture to prove it that not even a week later, I'm sitting in there and had it hanging under like I used to back then before I saw the light. And I pull it out, and there's one of those little red house spiders with the black palpy no, things no, no. on the No, no, no. I can't. Back. I can't. Right. Like it was on the. Yeah, Did you wipe your butt with them? Oh, hell no. I okay. came off the toilet in a very undignified manner. Good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's definitely an over kind of thing. But now, City Council, here yeah. we are. Yeah, let me finish that. Yeah, so sorry. I got off on a ramble. It's all good. Retired, school. Uh huh. Finished school, graduated. I come home. I don't have school to do, I don't have the army to go do. Um, but I've still got kids at home, and I'm looking around, and I've got you know neighbors who are police officers, and neighbors who are truckers, and neighbors who are uh, work for prisons and things like that. And I'm just talking to people, and they talk about issues, and they talk about problems. And so I stepped out for the state senate thing. I started going to county commission meetings. I started going to city council meetings. I Getting involved, meeting these people who are making the decisions, and I start realizing I agree with some of it. I disagree with some of it. I start looking at the things on Facebook. I see a lot of people bitching and moaning on Facebook, but they don't actually show. I never see them at the meetings. They're not. They're that's just, right. That's right. Just on Facebook. Keyboard commandos. They're right. not out there meeting people. They're not out there trying to talk to the public officials or change any minds. So I figured, you know what? Um, I'm not going to bother doing it that way. I'm going to go do it this way. I'm going to get involved and I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my values out there. I'm going to put myself out there um, and I'm going to take it to city hall, take it to the county commission chambers, whatever, wherever. Uh, and I'm going to try to make a difference according to the values that I hold. What are some of those differences you want to make for not only just uh, your ward, ward nine, but uh, if elected to city council, okay, you'll also be uh, voting and proposing things on citywide level. Yeah. So one of the big ones for me is, is with the police department in particular. So the police department is very well led and very well trained. We have some amazing, amazing cops in this town. Um, I've had the pleasure to get to know a lot of them. Uh, I'd say five or six, six in particular. Uh -huh. think of, but um, on a personal level, not even on a, on a professional level. Um, and they're just great people. Uh, they're very well funded. They're very well trained. But you always need more. And you know what? Clarksville is a growing city. And every time we add a neighborhood, that's another patrol route. Every time we add uh, a shopping center, that's another possible crime location. Every time we add these things... You need to add that. That's part of the infrastructure that has to grow with Clarksville is police, fire, EMS, along with the roads, obviously, sewers. All to fund the police is a very, uh, very popular trending uh, topic uh, not too long ago. If that ever makes its way here to Clarksville, your vote on that? Hell no. No. Yeah, hell no. Um, matter of fact, I just sent back some answers to the, uh, I think it's the Fraternal Order of Police. They sent out a questionnaire to all the candidates, and uh, they had that on there. That was one of the questions they asked. Um, so that's that's a definite no, get out of here with that nonsense. Um, what else with Clarksville? It's, uh, anything uh, Ward 9-wise? Okay, so Ward 9, and we had this at the Chamber of Commerce Forum the other day. So Ward 9 really, as I knock on doors and talk to people, the number one things they talk about are speeding in the neighborhoods, too much traffic with all the new developments, and the roads aren't being widened properly at, you know, in time to, to absorb the traffic. Uh -huh. um, so speeding, traffic, and then there's a certain area in Ward 9 uh, over in the West Creek area where there's some drainage problems pretty seriously people's yards are flooding stuff like that so i had drainage problems the that, other night that's my yard yeah is that you a 30 foot sinkhole in my yard uh-huh is it coming across the street and pretty much staying right there every time yeah, it rains and nothing nothing grows 
in the summertime it floods and uh then come the mosquitoes, then mm-hmm. the frogs, then the snakes. It's like the ten plagues of Egypt back then. <laughs> Minus the flaming snowballs. And I've gotten no assistance so from what? the city. I've called them on multiple occasions. They said they would come down. They lied. They don't come down. Nathan Homes built our built our house in our neighborhood. Yeah. But that they didn't want to call it a sinkhole. I've got like 20 emails. Yeah, so sinkhole, they have – it's whether they want to call something a sinkhole or not, they, they have to follow the definition that, mm-hmm. you know, the policy definitions that are laid out for them. A sinkhole has to be over what they call a karst rock formation. So basically if the, uh, if the limestone drops down into a cavern, mm-hmm. then it's a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's just a depression in the ground, that's a soft depression and maybe a, a divot, so mm-hmm. to speak in the, in the rock layer, it's not necessarily a sinkhole. It would just be a, a water holding depression. So, so if they drop 50 tons of rock some gravel yeah or into, even put into in a the culvert. hole yeah this is on the side of my house they put 50 tons in 50 that thing 50 tons yeah i'd call that a sinkhole yeah yeah uh it's got to go somewhere it's taken down my fence that's got to go somewhere you you're probably sitting on top of some karst formation over and, there and uh no assistance whatsoever none yeah so that that would be as far as I track right now, that would be something that the street department, the city street department, would have contacted them. I forgot the guy's name. Um, the the current uh, he I think he's running for some other office or something. Yeah, you're talking about Jeff Bryant. Um, That's highway. Uh, supervisor. Yeah, he, he just oh. he just won the election for the county highway supervisor. He okay. was with the city street department, but right. he, just, he won the election, so he's going right. to be our. He is our next county. Uh, I recommend you contact your uh, your city council representative. Yeah. Okay. Find you, out who that is. Do you live in Ward Nine? I don't know. Yeah. See, hey, didn't we talk about yeah. that? Yeah, and that, that's something we yeah. we definitely yeah. got to fix. But uh, but uh, so. again, uh, tomorrow for tomorrow. I mean, uh, as you can see, the the guy speaks well. He's eloquent and he's passionate. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate you telling just a just a fraction of your story. Yeah. You know, for more, definitely check out online. He's got a great website, a lot of information, and uh, he's got a hell of a story. Thanks, Joe. Oh, the best is yet to come, right? Yeah, I hope so. I'm only 41, so it's only half written. Ah, oh, you look young. You uh, look young. I shaved the beard off a couple of days ago, so I, I get compliments on that. Where, where did you two meet? Where, where did you guys, uh, you know? Jip Bop. Where, where at? Jip Bop, that little At Jip Bop. Yeah, yeah. oh, I love, yeah, yeah. freaking uh, David Kim. He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jip Bop. Well, <laughs> wait, you guys were, went there together? Or you... What's the story? How do we tell this story? It's classified. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, so you're at Jib Bop. You guys were on separate dates? <laughs> no, Joe, I don't. I don't roll like that. Oh my god! I, I gotta <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna go in there. I gotta know go what happened. Somebody in there. All right, who said who? Who said hello first? Oh gosh, actually, I think I did. I think I did. I thought we we're gonna help you to make a baby. Not talking about <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys are gonna help me make a baby. Advice, advice only. But, advice. So you guys are in Jib Bop. Yeah, yeah, we've been in Jib Bop. It's been about, a, been about a year and a half now. So. Getting that Pugo gear. Uh, right. And you just have to put this music on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you like to order? Some kimchi. I had no idea what to order. I just asked you. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. That's pretty good. Um, you know, uh, Drew, my man, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. Used to go down there and hang yeah. out sometimes during school. So. Well, you guys freaking rock. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been good. It's always it's good uh, to have a team. And yes, we'll we'll talk relations just up when we get back because also when we get back, man, you know we got a uh, coming up 
Let's do a story with our local news Mad Libs. This is where I read the story, and you fill in the blanks. I loved doing Mad Libs as a kid. I love it even more, doing it as an adult with real-life story at the expense of others. But we're going to change it up, so let's see how you are going to rewrite the story about the Tennessee nudists that were fighting a fire. Yes. We'll find out next on the Joe Padilla Show. Absolutely. And when you have people in Clarksville saying that there is nothing to do, not for nothing, you couldn't be any more wrong. And obviously, you've never been to O'Connor's Irish Pub. Right off of Exit 1. It's like an adult daycare center. I mean, you go inside, you got the food, you got the drinks, okay? You got the DJ, you got the stage, you got the live music, the whole bit. It's fantastic. They got pool tables in the back, dartboards, video games, UFC main events on the dozens of screens that are inside and out. Oh, and outside. They got the cornhole boards. They got the outdoor tiki bar. They got the outdoor DJ party. They got this huge, massive stage where they bring in the big names like Black Label Society and Puddle of Mud and Greta Van Fleet. The monthly bikini contests are great. And I'm even getting good at that beer pong. They got karaoke nights on Wednesday. Open seven days a week. There's always something to do in Clarksville. O'Connor's Irish Pub. Exit one. Absolutely. Hey, this is Sonia, former U.S. team member on the gymnastics team and now a current tumbling and trampoline competitive coach at American Twisters. And I love the local news Mad Libs on the Joe Padula show because it makes me laugh and it makes me think. Absolutely. All right. Well... Let's do a story with our local news Mad Libs. Where I read a story, and you fill in the blanks. Now, I loved doing Mad Libs as a kid. I loved it. Now, I love it even more as an adult doing it with real-life stories. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, how are you going to rewrite the story about the Tennessee nudist fighting a fire? We'll find out now. On the Joe Padula Show, absolutely. Make sure to uh, click like, subscribe, leave your comments, and definitely help us out by sharing this video now. All right, so I'm gonna need, uh, I'm gonna need a uh, celebrity that uh, you want to see naked. I'm gonna need something that is heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need something you've seen a lot of this week. Uh, something that you thought but didn't say out loud. Gonna need an actions. An action adults do. Hmm. Gonna uh, the thing that you like to drink the most. Uh, I'm gonna need something you think is large. Something you want for Christmas this year. Something that begins with the word power. And the best Halloween costume for 2020. Okay. Today's headline. Nudist in Rutherford County rush to put out a fire before it reached their nudist park. Okay. All right, Brad. Anna, you ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Eric, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Bay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so on Wednesday, near the intersection of uh, Bradyville Pike and Gum Pucket Road. This is in Rutherford County. The fire broke out around 1.15 p.m. And a woman named... I need a celebrity you want to see naked, Brad? Oh, that's Betty Boop for sure. Betty Boop. A woman that, that's disgusting. A, a woman <laughs> named Betty Boop 
You never seen her naked? Oh, man. I'm sure you? we can. I, I'm sure we can find pictures of Betty Boop naked, right? I'm not talking about something. Yeah, anime. it was. It was on a B-17 in 1943. Uh, Wait, is Betty Boop a real person? Yes. I mean, you just yes. said a celebrity. There are lots of celebrities. Yes, that aren't but real Betty people. Boop is a a caricature. She was, mm-hmm. she was modeled of, on. of a young uh, uh, black uh, woman in the 1920s in Hollywood. I forgot her name. Boop boop she do. Boop. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So yes. So there was a, a woman named Betty Boop. Okay. Who saw heavy something that is heavy, Anna? Backpack. Yes, she saw a heavy backpack. Okay, and she was <laughs> so Betty Boop. She saw this heavy backpack. This is while she was driving home, and after seeing the heavy backpack, she called nine one one. Right. So Betty Boop, she lives actually in Tennessee. I didn't know this at uh, Rock Haven Lo- uh, Lodge, which is a nudist park. Go figure. Of course. So Betty Boop said, Boop, boop, she do, boop. <laughs> I looked outside my left and I saw a lot of something you've seen a lot of this week, Eric. Beans. Yes, yes. So Betty Boop looked out to her left and saw a lot of beans. And she thought something that you thought of this week, Bay? <laughs> out. That I kept to myself? Uh, no, no, this is uh, something that you, uh, I'm sorry, uh, da, da, da. this is some, something uh, you have thought out, yeah, thought mm. but didn't say out loud. <laughs> Frack that. What? Frack that. Frack that? Yeah. What is that? It's, it's a replacement for F that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Betty Boop looked out the window, all right? And yeah, she said, F that. Now, uh, she also said that I, I got in touch with uh, some of my guys and said, uh, take the fire truck and an action uh, adults. Uh, oh, that that was on me. I, yeah, action that adults do. Wow, I I don't know, Joe. I, I said plumb the pipes. Yes, yes. So Betty Boo, she sees the she sees this um, this fire. Or oh, I'm sorry, the beans. She sees the beans. Yeah. Okay, and she's now asking to take the fire truck on the nudist colony and plumb those pipes. Plumb those pipes. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Now, according to Betty Boop, so uh, Rock A Haven, this nudist colony, owns a 1964 Ford fire truck that holds 500 gallons of uh, the thing you like to drink most. Milk. Milk, yes. So, yes, the fire truck holds 500 gallons of milk. And Wednesday uh, was the first time that the group, the nudist group at Rock Haven, used the the, uh, the truck of milk to battle a large something you think is large bang a boat yes <laughs> yes they battled a large boat with milk after Betty Boop said go plumb those pipes Be- Betty plumb those pipes battle that boat use that milk so uh, three of the nudists from uh, Rock Haven helped uh, Rutherford County Fire and Rescue actually to uh <laughs> So they, they helped out the Rutherford County Fire and uh, Rescue prevent the fire from spreading and burning down a nearby, uh, something you want for Christmas this year? A bright, fuzzy tree. Yes. A bright, f- f- you want that for Christmas? <laughs> I've got everything else I need or want. So A bright, fuzzy tree. A big, bright tree. The rest of it you can buy. Yeah. So yes, they wanted to prevent the beans from spreading and burning down the bright, fuzzy tree. It actually works. what I put on? It actually works. <laughs> and also, they wanted to prevent the beans from burning down a power something that uh, something that begins with the word power. Power grid. A power grid. 
Yes, they, they didn't want to burn down the power grid. Too late for California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the three people fighting the fire were wearing the best Halloween costume, 2020. COVID-19 disease. Okay, yes. <laughs> they, the three people that were fighting the fires from the nudist colony were wearing COVID-19 disease. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe, do you want to see the uh, the lady that they uh, that was inspired for Betty Boop? Her no, name was Esther Jones. Esther, Esther Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that. Esther Jones. Yes. Yeah, Any relations to Doctor Jones? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this was back in the thirties, man. Uh, yeah. Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. Oh, that Doctor oh, yeah. that, that Jones. Yeah. Doctor Jones. Yeah. Doctor Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that kid grow up to be on The Walking Dead? Uh, I think he. I'm uh, just no. joking. No, 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 no that was Glenn. Glenn, right? Yeah, yeah. not Glenn. <laughs> Here, let's find out. Where is he? Da, da, da. Nah, it's all right. I'll look it up later. I'm freaking done here. All right. How, how do I? How do I get a? Uh, how do I make a good relationship work? First of all, you need to find the right place. Okay, I need to find the right place. So, so it's please not explain. Clarksville. Okay, what do you mean it's not Clarksville? <laughs> How many females we have in Clarksville? Like, look lot. around. Do you see any? So you're saying my future Mrs. Padula isn't in Clarksville? No, no, you need to get out. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, where? Where do you recommend that? Preferably out of state. Okay, so you're, you're saying I go to West Virginia, okay? <laughs> Beckley. Yeah. Um, Beckley, West Virginia is well, right off of Well, let's I- talk about your type. Melania Trump. Yes. Melania Padula. Mm-hmm. So, are you into an available woman or Slovenian? Uh, I like available women. <laughs> so, are you want sure? an available So, Slovenian. is it Slovenian what you in what you got into? Yep, that type. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so, let's look at Poland, Turkey, and Russia. I can't. I can't do a Polish broad. Estonia. Okay, because... And in Ukraine, Latvia, too. Latvia, Latvia and Estonia. Well, I can't do a Polish... Uh, I can't be with a Polish woman because... I, I have too many Polish jokes I want to tell, and that wouldn't go over well. But if she's got a good sense of humor, she'll be okay with what that. What about if she doesn't speak English? But I need to know if she has a submarine with a screen door on it, okay? Yeah, right? I need to know. Or does the whole circular firing squad thing. Right. Uh, I need to know if she has one arm, and if she's in a tree, I'm going to wave. Right, right. Okay. okay. Forget about Poland. Okay, yeah, no Poland. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, actually, where she's from, but uh, but I do like uh, uh, that that style, you know, uh, the high cheekbones, okay, the slim figure, all right, and and uh, the very uh, supportive of my mission. Can, right. can I throw something out here? Because I know you're asking her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's got it all. I mean, she's the expert. You know, she's, right. she's the expert. Um, but I don't think the location matters as much as uh, your willingness to put a little substance to it. Uh, your willingness. Brad, I'm done talking to you. Willingness. Let's yeah. look around. Okay, looking around. Do you know the place where you can feel seven times richer than you are? The, I am what? Seven times richer. Uh, Richer. Richer, Richer, yeah. Right. So you go into Turkey. Uh You are seven times richer in Turkey. You can buy anything you want. Right. And it's a lot of Russian women there. I I don't want her to love me for my money, though, because I don't have any. It's not about that. It's about you can afford to live there Uh and don't worry about anything else. No, no, I can't move to Turkey. No, you go there just to... Just to browse. Some, yeah, to browse. <laughs> okay. And then you're in Turkey and they all already wearing swimsuit and you already can. Yeah? <laughs> pre approve. 
do the girls there, do they like guys who can, like, you know, do they like confident guys? Do they like a guy who has a little swagger in his step, you know? I think it doesn't matter what they like. It's matter what you like. Uh, tell them what they like, Joe. Mm. I will. It, it's that part of the world. Oh, he's doing the peck pop. Mm-hmm. It's that part of the world. I thought I was going to get through the show without having to do the peck pop. But, uh, I was trying to press in a Turkish, a Turkish chick out there somewhere. <laughs> you just need to figure out what type you want, and you can get any. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone. I just got to figure out what type I want. When you like someone, uh-huh. you're going to get them. Okay. But now, let's keep it real. It's not just getting them. He wants to make babies with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. By the way, so babies. He's, he's yeah, I got to make babies with them. Well, I got to marry them, I guess, right? And then I got to make babies with I mean, them. I know. And if you're doing the responsible thing, no, if you're doing the responsible thing, you'll no even stick around long enough to help her raise the Yes, yeah, I, want, no, I, actually, I want a mother for my child. I'm pretty ah, sure you don't have to marry nowadays in order to make a I would kid. like to. But oh, he don't, I would like, like to. He don't want no baby mama. Right, right, right. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be a, a heathen. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought you just want a baby. No, no, no. I, I want a family. It's not just passing on the particular right. genes. He's got well, to pass on. Because i got to make sure that kid gets raised right. He's got to pass on the absolute. Mm-hmm. The absolute. i got to pass on the absolutely. Right. Yes, yeah, very good. Uh, you Saint, like that? You like that? St. Petersburg, summertime, along the Volga. Yeah? Yes. Why do I keep got to go out of country? I, why can't I find one in Clarksville? Do, do you really you want can. someone with American values? I mean, I found one in Clarksville. You want but. someone Yeah, but look, you guys found one in Clarksville, right? No. You want someone who doesn't cook? You want someone who's... I. I I'll I'll cook. I could do the cooking. I've seen Joe. I yep. I I could do it. I could do it. It's a thing I gotta work on. But okay, so. Oh yeah, there's a lot. You you don't mind to do fifty fifty like relationship, new new trend fifty fifty. You pay fifty and I pay fifty. If she could pay more, that'd be great. But <laughs> Then stay here in Clarksville. I'm pretty sure that's not a problem. But, but I'll take 50-50 if we can work that deal. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for Melania, Klaus, you have to pay. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Damn it. You're right. You're right. You have to open the door. Oh, I, I love opening the door. Okay. But sometimes I like, like, okay, Make as sure a joke, I like to open the door. And, and then, then run inside and close it right before she gets there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ha ha, that works. Right. Uh, ha ha, let's, yeah. let's see how it's going to work with Melania. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, and you know you what? You see, she, you mm, wouldn't do it with no, Melania. I, and the okay. thing is, she's so classy, she wouldn't even get mad. She would just like. She's going to turn away. around and find someone who's going to open it for okay. her. Okay. You know yeah. what? And it makes sense. And Joe, uh, women like to do that sometimes. Like, you know. Pull the panties open just a little bit, and then close it on you real quick, you know, oh, because yeah. of the just door. Just to see how you yeah. react. Yeah, because it, you know, it that, works. It works both ways, man. Yeah. I like. I like. Out of all of what I got out of this, is uh, treat them if, as if they're Melania. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that that. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> treat them as if they're Melania. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how do you say that in Slovenian? Think about it this way, Joe. Um. Trump, Trump is probably the most powerful man on the face of the earth right now, right? Mm-hmm. And the only person that he defers to is her. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. She's cool under pressure. Yeah. Imagine Trump doing pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I'm, I'm the, uh, I can imagine. No, when you have $10 billion, you don't need a pickup line. Yes, you need. Frankly. Yeah, yes, you do need a pickup line. Uh, 
to break the ice, right? Oh, because my bank receipt. <laughs> what was that song we were just listening to that I'm I just heard the words? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's this older song, and we were listening to it in the car yesterday. I'd never, I'd heard the song a thousand times, but I'd never listened to the words before, and it was. Um, Who's I don't your, know. It's my phone. I don't know, but who's uh, it's who's your daddy? Oh yeah, Four Seasons. Is he as rich as me? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, zombies. right. Yeah, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never right. heard that song before, but it was that—that's a classic one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd heard the song, but I never. All right, but Trump doing pickup lines. Yes, this is what I'm going to do from now on when I go to the bars. I'm going to walk up to oh, my. Oh yeah. By the way, don't go to the bar. My future Melania's. Don't go to the bar. You're not going to find anyone. Can you pass me an inhaler? Because you just took my breath away. (laughs) (laughs) Is your mom a chicken? Because you are (laughs) excellent. I know, these are terrible ones. So you're picking up librarians. Uh, I guess so. Go to the library, good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the seven of these are just stupid. Do you have a name? Or can I call you mine? Yeah, these <laughs> that, are that actually does sound like something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want dirty ones. Like, uh, are you from Ireland? Because I'm looking at you and I'm doubling in size. Dublin. Oh my God. <laughs> for shame, for shame. Dublin. <laughs> I wish him all speedy recovery. No, thank you for your advice. That, that, that's a good point, Anna. That's a good point. Treat him like, too. If I want, if I want Melania, treat him like Melania. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> good. But I'm the I'm the alpha. Damn it. Ah, all right, we got to get out of here. But uh, Eric, uh, thank you for coming in today and uh, sharing your story. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. You know, Brad. Nice job today, brother. Hey, thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Always. Absolutely. You know, strike leads the way. And uh, thank you for for coming in and dispensing some valuable advice. Kind of unexpected. I would prepare at home if you don't. No, no, you did just fine. You did just fine. And then uh, we'll we'll have you guys on soon, and we'll we'll play the dating game with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bay, always a pleasure. Uh, learn anything today, Bay? Anything stand out for you? Uh, yeah, the corona. Yeah, and the yeah. corona. You know, um, I'd like to see what this going goes. Right. <laughs> Ten days. Ten days of quarantine, working in the hospital, and what have you. We'll see how it all goes. All right. Hey, uh, we got to get out of here. I appreciate you. Uh, Have a good, safe weekend. And, uh, uh, yeah, continue to party with a purpose. Uh, Thank you for allowing us, enabling us to have a conversation, your conversation here on the uh, Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's conversation. Absolutely.